I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we're going to be talking about self-care. This is such an important topic because this is a buzzword people use. People talk about you know self-love, self-care, self-this, self-that, but it's very important to break it down and understand why have we stopped caring for ourselves and what can we do about caring for ourselves. And with me today, I have Nyana Sabarwal. She's been with us uh, previously on the podcast as well. What she did was she did a fantastic workshop for my company, Ormax Consultants, and this was for the employees. And we were discussing about self care and how everyone is feeling during this time that we are passing through. And it was so essential to see, or it was so interesting to see light bulbs going off in everyone's mind, saying, "Aha! I'd never thought about myself this way." And this is why I said that Nyana, you have to come on the Habit Coach podcast and share this with us because there were so many learnings that I took out from this. Made copious notes. I said that we must have you on and have this discussion. So Nyana, welcome to the Habit Coach podcast again. Thank you, Ashton. It's always lovely to be back. So much energy that you bring to these podcasts. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you, Ashton. <laughs> Happy to be here. So Nyana, you know this whole concept of self care, right? and stress all that we're going through where does this start you know like how should we even start thinking about it so you know ashton i think um, stress is such a overused but under understood kind of a emotion like we use stress so loosely but we have absolutely no idea that it is the one thing that is actually governing our lives um and it's really about survival right uh, so a lot of research was done and stuff and people asked like what is stress exactly yeah um and i was blown away when i actually understood that you know stress was a mechanism in a nutshell yeah stress is a mechanism that was used by you know earlier prehistoric days when you know we had to go look for food and you know there was a tiger there and then your body went into stress saying oh my god tiger and that's all we understood because we didn't have so much of a you know formed brain we only had like basic you know survival sort of emotions and stress kind of kicked in to say run there is a tiger right mm-hmm. and that was it that was it that was as 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 you know uh, built and developed we were uh, and of course with time you know we know the brain has grown and we've got different parts of the brain that makes us all cool being rational and decision makers and you know corporate people and all of those sort sorts of things which is the logical stuff the logical stuff the rational stuff i'm pragmatic i'm so you know i i know how to control my emotions and all of those sort of things yeah so those kinds of people but we were never built that way essentially mm-hmm. this stress was only for survival uh so now with that we don't have to look for food and stuff um research says that all of our stress is emotional mm-hmm. uh and there are only three factors that make us highly highly stressed and that is uh lack of information mm mm-hmm. uh uncertainty hmm. and the loss of control lack of information uncertainty, uncertainty and the and loss of control absolutely and given the current situation we are in oh my god it is flying around like you know pollen in the air almost right hmm. because it's great so here we are with all of the three things we really need to be human and rational and pragmatic and all of those sort of things totally thrown out of the window and we are just left with a whole bunch of stress in our body which takes us to the prehistoric brain which is basically like run there is a tiger and we are all filled with fear and 
anxiety. So they basically that's what's happening to us right now, right? Mm. So, so it's really a function of survival in the human being's brain and body. Yeah. Um but we all think that stress is in the mind, but actually stress exists in your body. Mm. So if I ask you Ashton, when you feel stress, do you really feel it in your mind or do you feel it in the body? My stomach goes gur gur. Absolutely. What else happens? Digestive. My palms go sweaty. Absolutely. What else? Right. I feel dizzy and disoriented. Right. Probably your heart is racing like a you know a crazy mm. person. But all mm. we think of is the overthinking thoughts. That's all people come back with. Correct. Nobody says I'm feeling all of these other sort of you know. Um, the physiological the, thing. The physiological or the bio- biological sort of changes, and over then above that, we also feel you know emotions cropping up. Right, uh, so we don't talk about all of that. We only talk about the mind and that it's overthinking, and we're afraid of that and all of that kind of stuff. So essentially, that's what uh, stress is. It's actually not just in the mind. It's a biological. It's a physiological. It's an emotional, and it's literally a physical reaction mm. to these three factors, which today are all over the place. Correct. Yeah. and it's so beautiful because you know i was i was laughing about this the other day because i was trying to do a podcast in hindi mm-hmm. okay which itself is a laughing matter right oh you can imagine God. me doing it in hindi i'm feeling stressed for you <laughs> exactly and i was and i was searching for a translation for the word stress in hindi mm-hmm. and the translation is tanav yeah oh right God. yeah just think about it tanav means the the feeling of being pulled yeah. across right Absolutely. stretched is stressed So there is no actual word to describe the feelings that you were talking about. Yes, right? absolutely. The good, goody, the heart racing. There's no actual word that exists to describe it. Yeah, yeah. And that's so interesting because if we don't have the lexicon, we don't know what to do. Absolutely. And the important thing is that the body doesn't know whether it's uh, about survival really or not. Hmm. It only knows how to go into these three flight, fight, freeze mode. Correct. Right. So moment I think that. i don't have information i don't have certainty and i have loss of control my body mm. automatically goes into survival mode mm. with all of these things screaming out at me all these body changes and things like that yeah, yeah. um but what is the most important thing that we do when we are stressed mm. how do we cope with it fight freeze run hide get under the blanket pray right yeah. so yeah. many things so many things right mm. probably uh, somebody is having a smoke or mm. somebody goes off to sleep or somebody mm. gets into a rage or somebody gets into this feeling of um eating chocolate for example i, I finish an entire cake i know <laughs> you told me that last mm. time but mm. but why we do everything mm. to distract mm. right ourselves from this feeling of stress or this uh, this multitude of different feelings that's called stress yeah um rather than actually sitting with the stress mm. and actually understanding what's happening mm. right and asking ourselves uh and this is where self care comes in yeah mm. because self care is just one thing it's self awareness yeah what am i feeling in my body mm. right and what is underlying this feeling what is the emotion most of us run away from emotion mm. emotion it's scary it's scary right mm. f- and when we are running away from emotion we are not allowing the body to say hey this is not danger so we don't act your body doesn't go back to what we call that balance place so if you ask somebody under stress what do you want they'll say i want to feel peace and balance mm. 
But for that, you have to check into your body and say, what am I feeling? Mm. I am feeling emotion. Emotion is this. Because the moment you label your emotion, the emotion goes away. And that is how the body is built. That's how uh, neuroscience understood that if you label the emotion, it mm. instantly releases because I realize as a body that it's not a threat. Mm. I'm not going to die the next moment. Tiger is not in the room. I'm just mm. sad or I'm disappointed mm. or I am fearful mm. or I am joyous or I am, you know, nervous or I'm curious or I'm even anxious. Correct. Yeah, but then there is no imminent danger, hmm. right? So stress kicks in when there is imminent danger. How do we lose touch with ourselves like this? Like, we should know ourselves, right? You know, self-awareness is what we're talking about. Yeah. But we should know who we are. It's like, what is the self-awareness and where do we lose it? So self-awareness is something that we're inherently born with, right? Okay. Uh, but we lose it somewhere along the way. And I'll explain this to you. Uh, imagine a little baby. Hmm. It's born the most self-aware because when it needs something, it cries hmm. and says, hello, I'm hungry. Hello, I need to be lifted. Hello, need milk. Hello, need to be changed. You hmm. may not have language, hmm. right? Uh, and we think if there is no language, you don't know. The baby is most in touch with themselves because they are telling you something is up your body. Come and look at me. Hmm. Right. And then the parent comes and then cuddles and, you know, kind of picks them up or whatever they need and stuff like that. Now, somewhere along the way, as we grow older, that same cry for I need something gets responded to as Ari beta abhi nahi. Ari baad mein. Ari 10 minutes. Ari can't you see I'm busy. Ari something. What does a child learn? That either I need to distract myself for the time being because mommy is not available. Or I learn my emotions are not important. I should better shut them down because there's nobody there to listen to me. Or they'll say, okay, my emotions are important. I will also procrastinate a me dek lunga. Right? And so what have we done? It's like a, ch- a child putting a toy under a carpet and then mm. tripping over it later on because he's forgotten that he's put it there. So what we learn over time is let's distract. Let's distract from what is going on and let's not actually listen to ourselves and check in with ourselves, which is self-care, which is an inherent actually born as babies to, mm. to survive in the world and thrive and get our needs met. We've suddenly got lost touch with it along the way. Suddenly, I'm about distraction. I'm about, I don't want to see it. About, okay, I'll go take a shower because that's what people believe is self-care. Or mm-hmm. I'll eat a chocolate. Mm-hmm. Or Netflix. I'll Netflix. Or, um, you know, eating. Mm-hmm. Most important. Why do mm-hmm. people eat? Correct. Right? Because when you are young, because eating gives saliva. Saliva is self-soothing. That's why children suck their thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that's why we say, okay, if you're feeling stressed, suck a sweet before you go on stage. Correct. Because saliva generation is self-soothing. But those Mm. are such not external factors. They are inherently built within us to tell us, hey, hello, my body's shaking with Mm. fear or it is sweating with fear or it is uh, palpitating. But I'm not asking it. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Correct. Let me ask you. Mm. What what emotion, what am I feeling? Mm. So self-care in, is about self-awareness. It's just about checking into yourself and saying, what am I feeling? Yeah. The moment it says fear, anger, whatever, now my body knows it's not a threat. So I've gone back already into balance. What the body calls homeostasis, the place where people feel peace, 
and calm mm. you know it's it's nowhere else it's it's mm. it's just in that moment when i name the emotion and say there is no threat because in that mm. moment i've become present so whenever i talk about peace and calm in mm. on instagram there are slew of messages that come saying oh what is this that you are talking about yeah right yeah. like i don't know when was the last time i was peace and calm yeah right yeah. so how do you even like understand that getting there is an option so we are always actually built to be in peace and calm which is biologically called homeostasis okay mm-hmm. that's the body's general balance when mm-hmm. everything is euphoria mm-hmm. right but as beings if you're living in the future is everything euphoria or is everything neutral um it's a sense of control it's a sense of everything being okay it's a sense of peace it's a sense of balance uh, all your endorphins dopamine serotonin flowing in its you know natural forms and the appropriate quantities mm. uh, you know and that is that is uh, different terms for different people yeah um, and uh, what i've understood is that if you ask somebody uh, you know this is peace and balance say like how do you achieve it um if you're living in the future you have you have anxiety all the time okay yeah if you're mm-hmm. living in the past there is depression mm. right uh fear is okay it's a real response but it's only limited because then the fear or the danger passes mm. so then it's only fear and it's limited anxiety mm. is long term thinking of the what ifs mm yeah so if you're neither in the future nor in the past there is neither anxiety nor there is depression then what do you have in the present moment mm. it's just your peace and balance and if you can name what is in the present moment that then even more even, awareness is there absolutely right and when the awareness is okay fine i'm sad um then it's asking what do you need mm. to feel better now if this was a friend right uh you would ask hey uh, nyana what do you need or hey ashton what do you need and you would probably say hey i need a hug mm. or hey you know what i just want you to listen to me or hey i just need to vent yeah right mm. and in that moment you've taken care of yourself but we can do it for a friend we struggle to do it with ourselves mm. right because somewhere we were taught that that is not important my emotions are not important i can take care of it later but here and now actually self care is about taking care of what you feel now mm. and give it what it needs beautiful do you yeah. find people who have not gone through this phase as a child or have, have all of us lost touch with who we are as, as as people because of the social conditioning or the way that we've been brought up i would say all of us are predominantly besides if you're you're really a practitioner of mindfulness and meditation and all of those factors still there are moments when you're all over the place mm. um but if there is a daily practice where you're checking in and asking yourself okay my body is responding in a way that doesn't feel comfortable mm. basic yeah mm. i'm mm. i'm uncomfortable checking in and saying hey what am i feeling mm. and therefore what do i need and to meet that need right not with cake and chocolate and a bath or something like that mm. but genuinely with a hug or a call to a friend or you know whatever it is that you you genuinely need just sometimes it's three things for all okay. your needs right it's to be seen heard validated acknowledged and that's what you are doing for the emotion right is when i see you there mm. it's okay right uh but most of us can't do it for ourselves so my uh 
my tip hmm. right for self care is to imagine yourself as a plant okay yeah hmm. now you could be any plant you could be a cactus for all i care you could hmm. be a rose you could be whatever right now if the rose was wilting hmm. you'd probably check in and say hey what is missing in its 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 care or its nurturance because of which it's wilting hmm right it will probably water or sunlight or and you will do everything in your capacity to make it you know bloom again mm. yeah um now for that second what if you were that rose and you mm. were wilting mm. would you just walk away and that's what we are doing when we are not doing our self care and self awareness and checking in mm. or would you nurture it and that is a choice that you know i'm we we bring the awareness to that if i were a rose and i were wilting what would i actually ask myself what mm. does this plant need to start blooming again lovely yeah so such a beautiful visual and yeah you just take care of that plant mm. right because actually that's all it is yeah um so that self care uh, and self uh, sort of you know compassion that we all have kind of disconnected from and we are all actually on our journey to in different ways trying to find out the answer to that before going ahead we'll take a quick break and we are back you know nyana when people hear this and they say yeah but the rose is wilting because of the extra environmental factors mm-hmm. it is because of everybody around me that i am wilting yeah correct mm-hmm. how do you take that ownership of, of it and say that so what if everybody else is a mean person or this person or that person how do i do self care at that point of time okay so is self care for the for the plant or for the individual we know that the environment is not suiting the rose of course mm. we do we saying it's not getting enough sunlight right it is not mm. getting enough water right um so what will i do i'll pick it up and say let me put it in a place of sunlight i won't just say hey sun come and change the sunlight we can't do that mm. right and that's what we're trying to do we're telling the environment hey you change versus mm. saying okay am i am i being the best rose i can be here and if not then i need to go to the place where there is sunlight mm. yeah so it's 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 literally saying if i were the the gardener of my own rose what would i do for it what would i check okay you know i'm not going to start screaming at the sun to change mm. i'm not going to start screaming at somebody who's not watered i'm going to do it myself so that's what uh, one needs to ask yourself is this environment conducive to me mm. and if not what do i need to do to take myself to a space that is uh, conducive to the growth of my rose now not everybody can live in environment yeah um so grounding techniques like that can really help um us being in an environment that isn't conducive and yes finding that space to care for ourselves where we can shut out the noise lovely yeah mm. so yeah there are techniques for that as well that we can do so the first thing um you know you were talking about naming emotions right mm-hmm. and understanding emotions let's deep dive a little bit into that first okay. before we can understand where we are currently yeah. so how should people learn about emotions and uh, what they're feeling so that they can name it um so the most important thing is emotions we say i think i am feeling is what we say right but emotions not a thought 
it's a feeling in the body mm. yeah so the most important thing with naming the emotion is dropping into your body and connecting with yourself um so one of the easiest ways is just to close your eyes and sit with yourself and ask yourself what is this emotion i am feeling yeah mm. what i have also looked at and i think you saw that as well is sometimes you don't have the vocabulary for it right good is not an emotion bad is not an emotion fine is not an emotion okay is not an emotion mm-hmm. rejected is not an emotion it's a perception mm-hmm. uh, abandoned is not an emotion it's a perception it may give you pain mm-hmm. and hurt which is the emotion mm-hmm. but that is a perception mm-hmm. yeah so really uh, so there are different ways as an emotional wheel that i tell people keep it on your phone uh, mm-hmm. we have the emotions game uh, deck that mm-hmm. we tell mm-hmm. people you know pick it up because uh inherently your body will respond to the emotion that it is yeah mm. and you if i if you if i if i ask you ashton is uh, what's your emotion you say i don't know i'll say is mm. it di- disappointment you say no it's more regret so actually you already know you're just looking for that vocabulary right mm. we may be missing just the vocabulary and the worry that if that emotions there and i can't handle it then what will happen but actually the emotions aren't asking you to handle it it's just asking mm. you to stay with it mm. yeah so first thing would be just have a vocabulary find a emotional wheel download it on your phone and uh, just sit close your eyes and ask yourself what is this that i am feeling lovely so i want everyone to do this right now if you want pause the podcast if you want continue with the podcast but i want you to at least name 10 emotions that are actual emotions bad good like nyana said those are not emotions if you can name 10 emotions clap to you because most people can't <laughs> if you can't name 10 emotions definitely go and download the uh, emotions wheel is it called emotions wheel or feeling wheel it's an emotions wheel emotions wheel go and download the emotions wheel or check out the game that you're talking about which can help you because this is the first step in understanding yourself right there's a whole part called emotions and if you don't understand what those emotions are how can you name them what is it you can never deal with them and then we just carry them around like lifeless people you know yeah. and and baggage that we're carrying around with us yeah and at this point of time i want to give an example of something that happened um a few days ago there was a very close friend of mine who i found out was lying to me right mm-hmm. so and it was a big 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 lie like i was like oh my god and i was feeling this thing and somebody and a friend another friend of mine said that how are you doing are you okay and i could f- say i'm feeling betrayed Mm. Okay, right. I could say that this was the feeling that I was having. Mm. It could you, you, is betrayal is a feeling. It's actually perception. Uh, huh, I was wondering about that, but feeling betrayed and feeling hurt after that. That's the so I could right. So I could then go down that journey and saying, "Acha, this is why I'm feeling it." Yeah. And once I could name it, it didn't bother me. And all this happened at night, so I I didn't have a sleepless night. Mm-hmm. I didn't go through all those things that we would have typically gone through. Yeah. But it's important to realize that once you know how to name a feeling, you can pass by fast. Absolutely, absolutely, because your body is telling you it's all okay. Hmm. Right. It's 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 the worry that we don't know what to do with it because we don't know what we are feeling. Correct. Right. Um. and that actually brings back certainty control and knowledge back into your life the very things that mm. we are afraid that we are losing even this current scenario yeah yeah um and that brings back the peace the balance um you know the connection to the self 
uh and learning to take care of yourself mm. you know it, it that's it's it suddenly i'm not um, dependent on whether somebody responded to me or not mm. i am empowered to take care of myself and also know that therefore i can reach out to somebody else and say hey need to talk to you mm. right Correct. and that's it it's as Absolutely. as you know broken down into a simple uh two step program <laughs> So how should people right now start getting in touch with themselves? Um so like I said I think one of the first things I really ask people to do is to ground themselves. Mm, explain. Uh so basically uh to close their eyes and just gently bring their awareness to their breathing. Mm. Because in that moment you're neither in the future nor are you in the past. So neither are you anxious nor are you depressed, right? So when you're in the present um you can actually connect with yourself. uh and then you once you bring your awareness to your breathing you just allow yourself to feel everything that you're feeling in your body all the sensations and um you just ask yourself hey i'm i can sense that there's something going on if i had to name this feeling what would i call it hmm. right and the vocabulary is like i said is something that we develop with time um but it's just allowing your your connected being to kind of turn around and say hey this is what i'm feeling mm. right um and once you open your eyes you'll actually almost realize like oh that's all i was feeling that i can deal with mm. you know and the next step would be to say okay if i am feeling this way what do i need mm. yeah um and to talk to yourself like you would talk to that plant or that you would talk to your closest friend mm. right not saying because most of us when we go into this feeling of say even sadness or fear we start uh, badgering ourselves for it because mm. of the society thing of baad mein abhi nahi acche bachche nahi karte oh you're a strong boy strong boys don't feel this way or you know you're a good kid you don't feel these things mm. and you're asked to shut off mm. then that thing will start naturally coming back Mm. right and therefore we may not able to do it for ourselves but the most important thing is again to to put ourselves in a position say what if i was saying this to my friend would i tell my friend are stop feeling the emotion what is wrong with you you're not allowed to feel the emotion right. right so to to connect yourself and say hey if this was my best friend who was feeling sad or nervous or anxious what would i say to them mm. right and then to address and say hey you need a hug come let me give you a hug you won't say who wants a hug are you crazy hug baad mein le le you're not going to say that right mm-hmm. so just allow yourself to give yourself what you need um and when that need is met the entire craving and the entire fear of our needs not being met or not being in control or uncertainty ceases to exist Definitely. but it's it's not a it's not a one time thing it's something we'll have to do as a practice as a habit process as a habit there you mm. go <laughs> because it genuinely is a daily habit till it becomes subconscious absolutely right like i'll i'll give you another example of naming emotions and how it helps um so um a couple of years ago we were walking through this uh, great lakes trek in kashmir mm-hmm. right and we were climbing through this pass and passes are these high points in a trek where you know the the temperature suddenly drops to minus something and all of that and we are going through it and suddenly it starts pouring 
Mm-hmm. So now we are in the wrong clothes <laughs> on this on this mountain with sub degrees water. I mean temperature, and it's raining and snowing and it's just miserable. And we all thought we were going to die. Yeah. Okay, it was it was one of those situations that like no hope. There's so much we're walking through the clouds. We can't even see like a few steps ahead. Where is this? Where is this going to end? Yeah. And you know, and everyone was in this panic state. And this is this is the time when you've lost control. You've lost information. All those things are there. But if you can be aware of this point of time in the moment, saying, "Ah, this is how I'm feeling." Oh, fingers going numb. What does that mean? Ah, okay. Do I need to move them? Can I can wriggle my toes? Okay. Next step. Next step. It wasn't. If you can learn and practice not thinking about what will happen twenty minutes from now, will I f- fall down, collapse? Is there any place that will have a fire, whatever? Yeah. And just be in this moment. You realize that these things can pass through. Yes. And you can survive these moments, just because you were in that state of present and aware of what it was that you were feeling, whether it was cold temperature or whether it was panic in the mind. Yes, absolutely. I think that um, by design for survival, we go into worst case scenario. Hmm. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but and then we lose control because now we can't deal with that worst case scenario. But hmm. that worst case scenario hasn't even come yet. Can it come? Of course it can. But is it come yet? No. Hmm. So you can't do something that's way off in the future anyway. Hmm. Right. So it's a loss of control anyway. There's uncertainty anyway. Right. But what you the most important thing is to like you rightly said self awareness. Right? What am I? What am I? What is in my body right now? Is is it feeling cold? How can I keep it warm? Mm. Is it numbing up? How can I keep it warm? Doesn't my fingers, you know, need to be put inside the jacket to stay warm? Okay, that I can do, mm. right? Um, and not essentially kind of going into absolute flight, fight, freeze mode. Then you don't, you can't do anything, mm. right? Because anyway, your rational brain shuts down. So, mm. may you know? So it's just about. Um, the myth of self-care being this grand going to a spa and going to, you know, all of these, you know, long showers and, you know, body massages. I don't know things that people say, oh, I don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but actually, it's only a simple thing of, you know, getting in touch with your breathing and asking yourself what it is mm-hmm. uh, that your body is feeling um, and how can you take care of it? Mm-hmm. What is it that I need at this point of time? Perfect. Lovely. And I think this is going to help so many of us because we are going through so many confusing emotions right now. Mm -hmm. Right? We're going through strange emotions like guilt. We're going through strange emotions like like uncertainty. The first time the whole concept of death has become a part of our uh, our life because till now we weren't necessarily exposed to death in the way that it is right now in fact the next podcast we will talk about this yeah. a little bit more and understanding grief in that context but yeah. there are so many emotions that we're going through and if we don't understand what those emotions mean yeah. or what is this particular feeling we're sunk so Absolutely. getting into the point of understanding this i think it's a fantastic step in in sharing this and and you know understanding what self care means yeah. Not the foot massage, like you said, not the body massage, not treating yourself to a chocolate cake, although I wish it was that, <laughs> but it is understanding these emotions and what it is that we need at that point of time. I need a chocolate cake, Yanyana. You can have a chocolate cake as long as it's not trying to fight off or distract you from any emotion you're not willing to feel. Damn it. Stole <laughs> all the fun from my chocolate cake. <laughs> Sugar is great, but sugar in the long term is not great. <laughs> mm, 
all good things actually, in life actually the one of just 30 days non sugar challenges that you put us through 100 100 100 days oh my god yeah mm. see yeah then all the emotions all, will all come. the good things in life are uh, immoral illegal or unhealthy right i Isn't had a friend of, <laughs> a friend of mine once told me this i was like oh yeah that mm. is so true Rania, thank you so much for this. How can people get in touch with you and um, you know follow what you're doing and um, reach out to you? So we have our Instagram uh, handle at Safe Space India. Uh, reach out to us through DM. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of support. There is a lot of tools there. Uh, you know, we can. catch up for a chat or uh you know just help you with the games that you need or uh just a whole bunch of fun stuff that's there but it's on instagram at safe space india safe space india perfect thank you so much thank you ashton and happy self care yeah so start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag the habit coach if you like this podcast Don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME 180 that's awesome 180